from our experience, geofencing has been a big, big waste of money. But geotargeting, geotargeting is not. You're listening to Reply Talk, a podcast designed to provide actionable marketing strategies and valuable insights around apartment marketing, hosted by Corbin Wright. All right, let's do this. We've got geotargeting versus geofencing. Hmm. And man, do I hate geofencing. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's just, it depends on what you're trying to do with it, right? Like, yeah. well, what's, what's your goal with geofencing? And is it even something that is relevant to multifamily or as relevant as people thought it would be? You know? I think it's a moneymaker. I think it's just literally like uh, what it's a moneymaker on vendor side. Uh, it's something that you can literally just sit out there and it's like, hey, you guys should do geofencing. It's going to do so well. And nobody really knows what it is. And it's like, how do you track it? And like, but it's, but it's a fun word. Well, in, you know, I think one of the things we talk about a lot is like, where, where does your prospect live, right? What platform are they on? Um, what are they using the most? Right. And it it's, it's mobile. No, it's essentially you know using a targeted location to send an ad, send a prospect an ad when they walk in within that fence, mm-hmm. right? But if people are always on Google and they're always on you know Apple Maps or something along those lines, right? Like Google doesn't send mobile notifications. They don't serve ads through mobile notifications. Nope. So no, they don't. You know, unless you're trying to do it through. You know, I've seen YouTube and Spotify. Just you're, the likelihood of driving actual qualified traffic and getting out what you're looking for. You know, we've got there's plenty of Facebook ads and, and, and PPC campaigns that are getting twenty dollars a lead. Apartments.com sometimes in some markets averaging twenty dollars a lead. Like, why go with the unknown? Yeah, I, I can't find an article. I can't listen so we have data to data that supports this too. So just, it's not it's not just a it's not just an opinion, it is a actual Yeah, of course it's not an opinion. We've done plenty of research on it. It's just there's no one can tell you exactly what it is and why to do it and how to do it and how to take advantage of it, right? And unless it's gonna be on the biggest platforms where the most of your prospects live on digital, what's the point? Yeah. So let's let's start by telling you what geofencing is. Um, there's a lot of different, uh, I guess, descriptions of it. Uh, and let's tell you what it is. So geofencing, geofencing is when you pick a specific area uh-huh. and you draw this fence around it, uh, with a specific program. They have these geofencing programs and then it's like display ads through, uh, this network of, uh, mobile devices. Yeah. And when somebody comes into that targeted area, and Snapchat is a good way to explain this uh, for everybody that that has Snapchat. So it's like uh, when you're able to see those specific filters, well, those were mapped to that specific location through a geofence. Right. So when you enter this geofence, you have access to these specific uh, targeted locations and these specific filters. Um, When you get out of that fence, you don't have access to it. Right. So... Yes, that might be a great area that you want to target of employers and everything like that, but 
it has to be very strategic messaging. And we like Snapchat uh, when it comes to, you know, geofencing, but that's more of an awareness. It's more of an awareness. Hey, it's uh, great for like a resident event or you have a grand opening, right? You want a lot of people to use your filter or see that filter within that fenced area, right? It's, it's actually a really great tool to use when you're having a grand opening and asking people to use it, right? Or asking your leasing team to use it to take pictures, right? Sending you give those to the people that are at the grand opening and have them send it to all of their friends. That creates brand awareness and excitement for your community, mm-hmm. right? When you're getting people to use it, but there's so many filters on Snapchat and even now that you kind of have to have something there to back it up to get people to use it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, people are just swiping right by that, you and, know. And and with geofencing, uh, it's kind of like the uh, the wild west of advertising. Um, you're just hoping that those people in that fenced area are exactly who you want to live at your community. Um, there's really no targeting uh, options besides that fenced in area. Uh, you don't really have much. And another thing with geofencing, uh, there is no, there's very limited capabilities of, of tracking and understanding and attaching some sort of return on your investment um, of that traffic. Right. That, that came there. So, um, from our experience, geofencing has been a big, big waste of money. But geotargeting, geotargeting is not. So let's talk about what geotargeting is. Sure. Well, you know, kind of very similar to geofencing, but in a in a better fashion, right? So it, it's all about what you know first is the platform right so in in adwords especially right using geo targeting and targeting specific geographic areas zip codes something specific like that right what that allows you to do that geofencing doesn't allow you to do is show your ads on google to people that are interested in what you're willing to pay money for mm-hmm. right it's people in that geofence there you're paying money for that regardless with this it's people in that physical location, mm-hmm. right? Or somebody that may have shown interest outside of that location in this area in regards to what you're looking yes. for, right? And then we can get super hyper-focused on the data and figure out which one of those areas is converting, right? Are they converting on mobile or desktop? What type of conversion are they accounting for? When are they doing? Day? What time what of day? day? What day, right? That gets you the data that you're looking for that you can be strategic with. Yep. It's all there, and it you know it's relevant to what you want from your prospects or what your mm-hmm. prospects want from you. And to, and to touch on that, in relation to geofencing, geofencing, it's a bad experience. You go into this geofenced area, and you're on your, you're on your phone, and then all of a sudden you get an ad for an apartment community. Well, I own my home. I'm not looking for you. Geofencing is really good in the retail industry. It's great. Uh, the retail industry or the restaurant industry or, um, you know, a coffee shop. Something like something that's that's close by that everybody kind of likes, that everybody does. But not everybody is your resident, is your next resident. Not everybody is uh, – there are seg- there, there are, there's segmentation. Uh, there are resident profiles that fit your specific community. Um, and serving that ad to everybody, 
doesn't do you any justice. It's, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can hear, you you can read article after article and and read all these things about geofencing, right? But one thing I know for sure is that you can get tar- you can get targeted in your in your ads in your ads with using geo targeting, and there's a lot of data that allows you to strategize around what you're targeting, geo targeting, right? The locations, the zip codes, the city, the whatever it might be, right? There's just, there's data and you can be strategic. And that's, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do for, for our customers. It's what you, you know, other people should want to do for their customers, not make it more difficult for them to understand, which does. Yeah, it does. But so two big differences is geofencing. You, you don't, you throw it out there, but you don't get any information back. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like radius targeting with a 50-mile radius around your community. Yeah. doesn't. You can't good. be strategic with someone that might be 15 miles from the community, right? You can't get the data that you're looking for. Where where are my people converting? Why are they converting? What what device are they converting on? It's kind of the same principle, right? Um, so, yeah, I just firm believer in geo-targeting within those platforms and you know what if you're doing geofencing i would love for you to 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 reach out to me and show me yeah walk me through it i'd love show me your data because i love it because we've we've collected a lot and and i am all like i want somebody to prove me wrong on this i want somebody to show me some 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 hard data that this works yeah because i haven't seen it in ever no um because there's not really any data that you can track around it unless there's something out there that I just don't know about that no, that everybody's hiding from me. Well, I mean, it's not that they're hiding it. I just don't think it's I there. Think but, it from you know, if it's there, like you said, I, I would love to see the data. I would love to see how it works. I would love to see you track it back to a lease, right? Good luck. But if you can, let me see it. I, w- yeah. I would love, just like you said, I would love to see – cold hard data i'm not being condescending either no i it's it's legit like i just it's we have not been able to have any success with it find anything and it's just kind of that like we've had success with when it's relevant and when it should be used right it would be great for awareness right we talked about snapchat right so i've got a huge resident pool party going on something like that like there's no better way to get your residents to sell your community, especially a community that is on Snapchat, like think of student housing, mm-hmm. right? Agreed. They're all at a pool party having fun. They're sending snaps to all their friends that don't live there. Like, oh wow, that place those really you know really great resident events. That's a really awesome pool. There's always people there. That's always fun, right? That's a really good use. It's geofencing gone right. Right, it's 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 the right way to use it. But right? geofencing gone wrong is, is, is the is like the mobile <clears throat> the the mobile display stuff that that is that is being sold out there that I that I don't understand. Well, you're I mean you're using it in a strategic way, right? Mm-hmm. Like I can tell you that your residents will most likely use it because they're if if we know right if we do the analysis that they're on Snapchat mm-hmm. and they're at your pool party, you know there's going to be a ton of people at the resident pool party or the resident event that you're throwing they're going to so we know they're going to use snapchat we know they're that they're going to be there and what's the one thing that a lot of people do on snapchat right they put this stuff on their story yep they send it to all their friends or they send it to a large group of friends right 
that's not you taking that's not you doing any guesswork right we sat down and we strategized and we knew that this was mm-hmm. a good decision mm-hmm. right just throwing out a geofenced area with hoping it shows up on somebody's phone that might be interested in this one mile two mile radius is just there's no strategy. There's no data. There's nothing behind it. And Snapchat's cool, too, because uh, I like to call this one the block is hot. <laughs> when you look at the map and you've got hot spots, you can see where there's a lot of activity. Yep. Um, and the more people that share you know, their story in that location, uh, it makes the, the block hot. <laughs> and you click on it, and then there's awareness for you. So that's a good creative way to, uh, to use geofencing. You were due for a dad joke today. Ah, uh, you know couldn't help it <laughs> but which is best for your digital strategy geotargeting yeah i mean unless unless somebody can can prove or show the data um you know prove me wrong good well P- <laughs> ppc and google ads have been around since what 99 2000 right there's a ton there's a ton of data yeah. behind it right a ton of data and it only keeps getting better the data and what you can see and how you can strategize around it, yeah. right? I don't see a whole lot of data, right? A lot of blog posts, a lot of articles around geofencing, right? It's a whole bo- uh, it's a whole lot of text, but I don't see any numbers, right? Yeah. I don't see the data. How yeah. how how is this working for me, right? Mm-hmm. And that's my biggest struggle. I couldn't justifiably sell that to somebody or talk to somebody about that if I don't have data behind it. I can show you the data using geotargeting with your PPC ads or with display or whatever, you know, whatever you're going to use. Um, and that's but what I can it, show it to you and I can help you strategize around that. I can't, or I, I don't know yet, whatever you want to call it. Geofencing. Yeah. And, and, and that's the, you know, it's kind of the name of the game with this and, and with marketing is being able to take the data that you're provided through your advertisements and your platforms and bring it back and make strategic decisions off of what you're running. Right. You know, it's, it's trial and error and even on Facebook or even on Facebook and Google, um, there's not the perfect ad. There's not the perfect campaign. It's work. It's work right. and it's progress and there's no, right way like one right way to do it it's not a cookie cutter process um it is it 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 takes strategy and it takes being able to look at the data and understand it and make decisions on whether you need to change your ad copy or you need to adjust your targeting or you need to place your ads on a certain day go heavier on your bids go lower on your bids um it is a and, and that's why i don't think that automation is ever going to replace this or ai it's never going to do it there has to be some human touch to this, uh, to managing this process. It can handle the low hanging, like the, the low hanging fruit. These these specific, like these just small things uh, to make your life easier. But when it comes down to it, you do have to have you do for, you do stuff to manage your campaign for the foreseeable future. Uh, you know, a lot of people think there's this big rush for a lot of that to happen, and it's just. It's not there yet. We talked about a few things the other day with responsive search ads and mm-hmm. some other stuff. It's just, it's going to be a long time, right? So don't count on it happening or, or taking um, or having that only that anytime soon, mm-hmm. right? It does rely on the human touch, the human analysis. Um, and somebody that can speak with your community teams or speak with your marketing teams, right? Because that stuff's not matched up yet, right? 
you know, your, your ads and the data and all that is not synced up to any of those systems yet. So before anything happens before that, that's got to go away. That stuff's got to be synced up and make decisions based, based on that for you. And until those platforms internally are synced up and, and showing you the right data, they can tell you all day what's performing, but if it's if it's shit quality leads, and you're not talking to anybody, it's just going to keep sending you shit quality leads. Yep, because you it's not telling you anything different. So to to the listeners, to the viewers, what you're talking about with syncing up is uh, is where pricing is synced up online. So it's kind of like hotels and stuff. There's syndication out, and there's with Google. There's ways to um, to book hotels or flights right. and they have this information syndicating to Google which allows uh, allows Google to learn and understand the pricing um, so they're able to make decisions and strategic decisions with that data to place certain things ahead of it and, and it's all about placement and data um, that's how Google is so smart by aggregating this data and making these in, in machine learning we don't have that in multifamily there are so many different variables in this process pricing being a big one that can influence your lead generation and your leasing. So, and I'm even going down the path of attribution. Yeah. Right. You know, if the attribution's not set up and the modeling's not right in your internal systems, yeah. I go back to the fact that like, if you only had a platform, right. Or what, you know, some system that manages your ads for you, right. The machine's telling you that this is converting really high, mm-hmm. right. What the machine's not telling you or not able to communicate with is if that even freaking matters. Whether somebody's leasing. Right. Like, does it even matter? Mm. Does that conversion matter? Or is that a conversion out in zip code who knows where because you let so-and-so set it up and they forgot about it? Oh, it's, you know, it's the system. It's the platform that's doing it, right? That's, that's those are the type of things that until the industry gets to a point where, the data's right. The yep. attribution is right. Yep. Then you can strategize. For now, you better get on the damn phone. Talk to your leasing and market the agency or the the company that's managing. Has got to get on the phone with your marketing teams and your leasing teams. It's a partnership. You got to understand the data. Yep. We make location adjustments often. Yeah. Based on conversion metrics and based on the communication that we have with teams. That stuff's important. Yep. And it's not going to go away until you get the. The system's in place. Yeah. This isn't an autopilot process. No. It's not even close. Even manually, we don't, uh, we do not just uh, come to a customer and say, you know what? We got it. We got this. We're going to send you all these leads. No. We uh, are very involved. Uh, we ask questions. We talk to uh, the leasing teams, the, the the community manager, the people that are actually seeing the traffic and, and what's going on um, because it's crucial. It's in, in a lot of these systems, the attribution, uh, and the sourcing is, is, is all sorts of crazy. So it really comes down to get keeping a pulse, um, at a community level. And then also, uh, partnering with the, with the marketing teams, uh, and figuring out a strategic solution to driving more qualified traffic. Set a pitch for Strategic solutions. Kendall. Yeah, Kendall. <laughs> Strategic solutions. If you yeah. need any, uh, right. Any that's going to be our first, that's going to be our first commercial. <laughs> By um, the way, we should call Kendall. She's us for that. <laughs> All right, guys. So, uh, so that is the difference between geotargeting and geofencing. And a whole uh, bunch of other stuff. A whole bunch of other stuff. Talk about again. You know what? This is what this is for. 
but if you guys have any questions about geotargeting versus geofencing, please and reach if out to us. you want to prove us wrong. Yes. Or if you have data. Call me. So we can have another episode that says so-and-so <laughs> presented us with a bunch of awesome bring, data about right geofencing. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dial you in. Right, front and center. Fly you right here. Yep. So, yes. Uh, if you want to prove us wrong, we, we want to hear about it. We are open fully open to uh, to opinions and more and other data that supports uh, stuff that we don't necessarily agree with. Um, so thanks for joining us on this episode uh, of the podcast, Reply Talk. Please visit us, visit us at www.reply360.com. Uh, like us on LinkedIn. Follow us all the uh, all I think things. it's connect with us on LinkedIn. Connect with us on LinkedIn. I don't know. We've got a thing at the end of this that goes, and it tells you all of our social channels. So please go to one of them <laughs> and, uh, and and follow us and connect with us. Uh, just post it right here. Yeah, I know. That's why we've got Dylan. Dylan, uh, yeah. Dylan is the, uh, Dylan the, does the, all the, the, great the stuff. video magician. Yeah, right. So, all right, guys. Thank you, and we will see you on the next episode of Reply Talk. Thanks, everybody.